Welcome in to another week's edition of Just In Sports. I'm your host, Justin Reedman. I hope you all are still staying safe. So by now, I hope, I bet you all have heard about the NBA's plan to return at the end of July at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando, Florida in Disney World, aka their bubble. As of now, 22 teams are in, and an eight-game regular season resumes on July 30th. Now, I think most people like it, and I'll get to why in a second, but I am, a no- I am not a fan of this format. Why couldn't the NBA just be simple and bring the top 16 teams and hold a normal playoffs? Well, back to why people are a fan of this format. It's because the NBA found a way for Zion Williamson and the New New Orleans Pelicans to have a shot to play and sneak into the playoffs during the eight-game regular season period. The Pelicans are 10 in the West when the season stopped. I get it. Zion is the hottest new player. Not in my opinion, but with all my Carolina biases aside, he's not worth all the hype. You love his dunks. And, well, look what already happened with his knees. Had to relearn how to walk. And back to the whole dunk argument. They make his dunks look like they're so special and unique. I've seen LeBron do the same thing. I've seen Giannis do the same thing. How is Zion different? Back to Now back to the NBA bubble. The NBA just had to find a way to sneak Zion into their plan back. The Pelicans are four games behind Memphis and Zion's top competitor for Rookie of the Year, John Morant. And Morant, I don't think, is slowing down either, in my opinion, when the season resumes. So leave your Zion hype out of this. So all you Zion fans out there, you'll get plenty of him in years to come. What else? So moving on. What else do I not like about this format of the new NBA season when it resumes? Well, first, next, the West is much better than the East, as usual. But the NBA felt the need to include an Eastern Conference team that wasn't in the playoff hunt. My 24-40 Washington Wizards. I'm going to repeat that record again. 24-40. and While they're my favorite team, they shouldn't be competing for postseason play. They're literally eight games out of the eighth spot of the playoffs. If Orlando goes 0-8 or has a losing record in that eight-game stretch and Washington goes 8-0, they're in. Does anyone really think that's going to happen, though? That is crazy and pathetic. So staying with the Washington Wizards, point guard John Wall, a.k.a. their franchise player, I I think Bradley Beal has taken over as a franchise role since Wall's been hurt a lot. Anyway, John Wall has said he is 110% ready to play. And I really don't think he should go out there. I think he should rest up for next season when he's even more healthy. Don't risk another injury. How much is this title worth it? It's not a full NBA season. I think playing a full NBA season 
going to the playoffs and winning a title is more valuable than this. So, John, keep your eyes on the bigger prize, man. And a longer NBA season, like I said, the full year, and I think it's just more valuable. And what if the Wizards play these eight games and miss the playoffs? It sounds like a waste of time to me. And Wall went out there for nothing. So before I wrap up this topic, let me throw out that the West has 13 teams in the bubble. At the end of the day, was it really worth it for the NBA to go above and beyond to create the to create a format that included 22 teams all for Zion. So while the NBA, NHL, MLS, and WNBA are all returning soon on a modified schedule, the NFL is still returning as planned on its normal schedule. So I wanted to discuss the second-year quarterbacks in the NFC East. Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. If you asked me at the end of last season if this was a relevant topic, <laughs> I would have laughed. But Dwayne Haskins has been slimming down this offseason and is putting in work. Daniel Jones obviously had the better rookie year, starting majority of the season, taking over for longtime Giants quarterback and two-time Super Bowl champ Eli Manning. He ended the 2019 season with 3,027 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and a 53.6 QBR quarterback rating. So not bad in my opinion, but it's not amazing. But I think Jones will continue to improve. He is a solid running back, so we can split between carries and passing the ball, which is very important to have a solid running back. Get him some solid receivers to go along with his nice tight end, Evan Ingram, and the Giants may be back in the playoff hunt. I heard comparisons to Eli Manning with Jones, and I know Giants fans in person who hate that comparison because of Eli's because of the end of Eli's career. But guys, Manning won two Super Bowls and is undefeated against Tom freaking Brady in the Super Bowl. I'm going to leave you with that thought about the Giants. So now let's talk about the other quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. He had a tough rookie year. Had a poor coaching staff, in my opinion. I was not a Jay Gruden guy at all. I wasn't a fan of Kevin O'Connell. I didn't want him to get retained at offensive coordinator when Jay got fired. Ron Rivera and his staff are taking over this year. And I like the new staff, in my opinion. I have seen lots of videos on lots of videos on Haskins on Twitter of him working out and he he's lost a ton of weight. He looks amazing. He has a great young receiving core with scary Terry McLaurin and Calvin Harmon, his former teammates. Well, not his former teammates, his teammates while at Ohio State. Steven Sims entering his second year. And his new rookie weapon that they drafted this year out of Liberty, Antonio Gandy Golden. So I'm going to have high expectations for Dwayne this season. He's going, to, he's going to end this season with a whole new coaching staff. But I, had, I heard he's adjusting nicely. So if he doesn't do well with all the weapons around him, the Redskins might need a look at drafting a new quarterback next year in another strong quarterback draft, which includes Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence 
as a top quarterback there. I'm I'm sorry. I as a Redskins fan for all these years, all my life, 20 years, we've been through so many quarterbacks and I'm just tired of being disappointed. I want a solid quarterback. I just want a quarterback as a Redskins fan. I'm tired of being disappointed. We see this trend with second-year quarterbacks having their breakout year. You've seen it with look at look at Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz. I'll even throw Mitch Trubisky out here because they won the division, I believe, and they made it to the playoffs. So this should be an interesting year for the two quarterbacks in the NFC East. So as you heard by now. MLB commissioner Rob Manford has announced that he is not confident that there will be a 2020 MLB season. This had me thinking about if he was the worst commissioner in all sports. And that led me to think about NFL commissioner Roger Goodell as well. So who has the worst resume? Let's start with Manford. Manford and the most recent events. Him and the MLB players and owners just can't settle on the deal to start up the 2020 season amidst the pandemic. I'm going to read the timeline from this article from USA Today between Manfred and the players trying to work out a deal, which is just awful. So it starts off with the players and Manfred propose a... 76 game season on June 8th that's where I'm going to start and then June 9th it comes back with 89 games and the salaries for the players are cut fast forward a little oh I take that let me go back a little bit June 10th Manford says we're going to play baseball in 2020 100% I wanted to include that real quick because that's very important to say because this will lead into the last point of the timeline of what Manfred said. June 12th, MLB makes another offer for 72 games and players will get 80, 80% of their salaries and up to 83% if they made the playoffs. June 13th, the union says further dialogue with the league would be futile. So, they're having more disagreements and financial issues. They just can't settle on a deal. And here we are this week on June 15th when Manfred goes on ESPN on the Sports Center special, a two hour special with Mike Greenberg, where all the commissioners of professional sports came on and said he isn't confident there'll be an MLB season. And I, that's the reason why I read the June 10th when he said he was 100% sure there was going to be a season. That timeline is whack, man. It's just so bipolar. Every time it looks like the MLB will have a deal, then something, then some dumb disagreement just happens. Every time. Let me start with the owners wanting players to take pay cuts. And Manfred doesn't even step in. The owners have all the money in the world. Yes, the players do too. But come on, that's, that's pathetic. Pay the damn players to do their jobs. Another negative thing about Manfred is how he handled the Houston Astros cheating scandal just so poorly. He barely punished them. 
He didn't even strip the World Series title. It was, oh my gosh, come on, man. They flat out cheated. It was so obvious. Look at that video of Altuve running the home plate, telling his teammates not to touch him. It's so obvious he is wearing something. Don't tell me he's not. Mike, F- Mike Fires, part of the World Series team, flat off said they cheated. Do your job and revoke the trophy. Manfred needs to go. He is an awful commissioner. Now, on the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, you could also argue as the worst commissioner in sports. Let me say, I can never take him seriously. He's a fool. Let's start with recent events with him, too. He stayed silent for the longest time during the Black Lives Matter protests. It took him two weeks to put an apology from the NFL about how it has treated its black athletes. He has been doing this for years, since Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem. Now Goodell wants to come out and try to be united and say all the right things. It's just hard to believe it's coming from his heart. He probably isn't a racist, but the opposite of a racist isn't not racist. It's anti-racist. Not racist is a thought process. It's silence. Anti-racist is speaking up and speaking out. So Manford's, so wrapping this topic up, Manford's mistakes have been all baseball, while Goodell's mistakes has been moral. So who is worse? I've been really going back and forth, but if you think about it at the end of the day, Goodell is worse. Manford's errors hurt players. Goodell's hurt people. All right, you know what time it is. It's time for the funniest thing in sports media. So this week, I got to go with UFC's Dana White putting up money to any charity to fight ESPN personality Dan Levitard. So the backstory of why Dana White wants to fight Dan Levitard is that Levitard was joking about fighting Dana White on his radio show one day when talking to a UFC fighter about raising their pay because he believed that UFC fighters don't get paid enough. Dana obviously took this too seriously, and it's hilarious. Dana had a Sports Center special before the UFC fights and even had Halle Berry with him when he put up the offer with Michael Eves as the host for the fight with Dan Levitard. And what's really funny is Halle Berry has no clue who the hell Dan Levitard is. She doesn't know what's going on. She just sat there, smiled, looked pretty, pretending not to know Jack. Dan and his crew, on the other hand, are having a field day with this and coming up names for Dan's fighter name, Panda Express, that one on the polls on the radio show. And Dan also countered the offer and is demanding more money for the fight. I love it. I love Dan screwing around with Dana. Because Dana, like I say about the show, does not get Dan's show. Does not get the show. That wraps up another week's edition of Just In Sports. I've been your host, Justin Reedman. I'll speak to you again next time.